to Cannabis Corner on WNTHB 103.5 FM, broadcasting live from downtown New Haven. We're streaming live on TuneIn Radio and newhavenindependent.org. We're also streaming live video on Facebook. Just go to your face, facebook.com slash newhavenindependent or go to your Facebook page and look us up. You can also hit C first to see all the great programming we have here on WNHHLP. All right. Good afternoon. Uh, it is Monday, July the 25th, 2022. I'm your host, Joe LaChance, and I'm here with my lovely co-host, Kendra, Nurse Canon Nurse Kiva. Hi, everybody. Good, good, good. We got a good How show. How you doing, Joe? I'm doing well. Looks like you got, you're got you in the Apple store. You're getting your computer repaired. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now we're never situation. <laughs> well, that's so all right. right. All right. So um, before we get into a couple topics I wanted to discuss, why don't we get the events for the week out of the way and we'll see oh okay we'll see what we got going on oh well i can't share the screen right now here we go all right never mind we'll do the events later all right so kibra oh she's busy anyway no i'm here i can listen all right i got the events now i got the events okay so the events going on this week, we got a couple of cool things. We have, of course, our usual, the Lit and Fit Boxing, which is going on on Tuesday mornings. But this week, we got something called Iridescent Oasis, and that happens Wednesday evening from 6 to 10, and that's in New Haven. That's an eclectic event. It's going to have a lot of different things. It's going to have vendors. It's going to have art. There's going to be a band playing there. Uh, Shady Dankin will be showing her artwork and they're going to have a special psychedelics like display. So highlighting psychedelics down there. Um, Ooh, psychedelics. Yeah. Oh, I like the yeah. Of that. <laughs> yeah. So that's going to be right in New Haven. And that's uh, at six o'clock on Wednesday night. You should definitely check it out. And if you want to find out more info, you can go to iridescent underscore ho oasis. Uh, and then also we got a couple of cool events. If you feel like going to New York on Wednesday instead, there's a, a great conference out there called Trailblazers Tribeca. And that's out in the morning, 9 a.m. That's on Wednesday, the 27th as well. Uh, that is highlighting, uh, you know, the New York cannabis industry. So uh, that ought to be cool. We got a tarot card event happening at the Grove on Wednesday night as well. 
Um, and then on Friday night, our good friend, Kristen, over at Sugarleaf Boutique, is having a cool event called Puff, Pass, and Pour Some Candles. Uh, so that should be fun. Uh, and then, of course, uh, we have a movie night on Saturday night. It's called Stoners Under the Stars. Uh, that's Saturday the 30th, and that starts at 6.30 p.m. to 1 a.m. So that's going to be a long one. And then um, we got a couple barbecues going on this weekend. Of course, all 420 friendly. One is called Roast and Toast. That's on Saturday from 4 to 8 p.m. And then uh, there's something Wolfie is having a barbecue uh, down at Luna's Cauldron. Uh, that is also Saturday, but that's 4 to 9 p.m. So if you want a little more info about this, you can check out the calendar on Greenhaven Media. And, uh, and then we'll, uh, you know, hopefully we'll see you out there at some of the events. But we want to thank everybody for submitting them, their events and for the community for supporting them. Kibra. Busy week last week when we were off the air. We kind of missed a couple big things. Yeah. Um, first of all, the cannabis community, I just want to say, uh, lost a very good member of the, of the advocacy crew. And that's uh, Cindy Day passed away. Cindy Day? Yes, Cindy Day passed away last week. And uh, oh, no. I didn't know you hadn't heard. I'm so sorry to hear Yes, that. Cindy Day passed away. No, I didn't know. Yeah, she was a pioneer, actually. One of the first people I met in activism when I first started. Actually, me too. Yeah. I mean, she was one of the originals, like very, very, very much. And she kind of, I remember her first events. She was the first person really running events out here. Trying to get the community together. Yep. She, you know, I really got to say. Yeah, when I first uh, started Women Grow, yeah. she invited, she was one of the first people to invite me to yeah. speak. Yeah. No, she she was very, very good. And, and you know, I hadn't seen her in a few years. I know, you know, she just hadn't been around. Um, but, um, you know, she's going to be missed. It was very sad to hear that. Because, you know, it is one of the, she yeah. was one of the pioneers and one of the trailblazers here in the Connecticut market. And, and it was, uh, it's, My condolences to our family. Yeah, so we here at Cannabis Corner send out our, our, you know, our condolences and not only to her family, but the whole yeah. cannabis community who felt a great loss. And the community, yeah. yeah so, uh, yeah. Cindy Day. Rest in peace. Rest in power, Cindy. Thank you for your, for everything you did for us. Okay. Um, before we get on to our guest, I wanted to uh, touch base on the other big news that came out last week, which was the announcement of the licenses, the sixteen license, the social equity partnership licenses. Uh, that were announced last week and some of the controversy that has come along with that announcement. So um, I know, Kiva, you feel very passionate about this. Uh, mm -hmm. I know you feel very passionate about this subject. They got you right. And um, wait. Oh. 
hold on one second. And, uh, you know, it's come to light that many of the people who have been approved for these licenses may not actually live in disproportionately affected areas, may not actually even be Connecticut residents, um, you know, may not meet the income requirements. So, you know, without getting into various, various specifics, I do know that one of the licenses was given out to a, a Hartford City Councilwoman. And I, you know, I also know that one of the, you know, Connecticut Equity Holdings is actually owned by a husband and wife. So what's happening here is a lot of gaming of the system, right, Kibra? Uh, it appears that way. I will say, I do also know the, the Hartford Councilwoman who was awarded and she does fit the income criteria. She has a heck of a story. You know, I, 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 I want to believe that, you know, everyone is on the up and up as far as the, the I, I don't know. You know, it's just such a weird position to be in because I am one of those people who apply for that license. And um, number one, I, I used to feel like talking about things on this community in, in this forum and with this community was a safe place, like where I right. could get, you know, support as long as I'm doing the right thing. I can get support and, and well wishes. Um, I don't feel like that anymore, you know, um, and, and it, it's unfortunate. Um, but I just want to be careful what I say because there's a lot, you know, lot, lot, uh, riding on things. But, you know, I just pray that um, people are given the opportunity. People are given the opportunity to um, make the corrections wherever they lie, <laughs> whether it's, you know, the people who weren't supposed to get them and the people who got did and did weren't and the people didn't and were like, I hope it just gets corrected. Right, right. And it seems like people were on it, like, right away. I mean, as soon as they were announced, there were people investigating who were who were their principals and everything. So, I, yeah. mean, I mean, I'm hoping that the, the people, the word gets to the state and that the state, at least, hey, the attorney general or somebody decides to investigate this process. Because it yeah. seems to be flawed. I mean, that's as much as I mean, it, it seems to be flawed. And there seems to be some outside influences maybe helping to make these decisions. And, you know, when the licensing, yeah. the whole thing first came out, it, it all seemed kind of, you know, especially with the lottery, it all seemed kind of fishy to me. But I had hope. Yeah. You know, I had hope that the social equity committee would be would do the right thing and was made up of the right people you know i had hoped that the people who were on our side during the fight for legalization would actually be able to have a say in how the program went you know they actually carried that over to the next part but they didn't they basically cut everybody out and kind of started their own crew it's like the state just kind of took it all over. 
you know, um, and it doesn't seem like the most I can say, you know, I don't know how much greed or corruption went into this process, but I do know that looking at the list of people who did get awarded, I don't know that many of them. I don't know any of them, actually. I know one. I know one of them. So how qualified and how knowledgeable are they of the Connecticut market? How knowledgeable and qualified are they of the community here and that they serve, right? You're, you're muted. I know some, I know someone who won a license and like, I know he knows nothing about the cannabis industry. And honestly, is like one of the type of people that, of all people to have, some money and power that's the wrong like you know that's the thing these these licenses it's really important who gets them you Mm -hmm. know there is a level of commitment that people have had to not only this community but the plant like all like so many things like and and you know if the wrong people are in uh charge and are ceos of these companies and they have not had a, a direct connection with the cannabis community or even these DIA communities at large, I think the whole point of this program is, is pretty much shot to, oh, shot to hell. Yeah, I agree. Now, that's the perfect, let's say you do have an MSO partner and you and you know you don't kind of know what you're doing in business you don't know the industry even though you may be a 65% owner it's the perfect opportunity for the MSO partner to come in and kind of take charge even if they don't have financial control you know what i'm trying to say take charge of the day to day so I don't know. It's it's definitely not the way it was designed to work. And like you said, if you get people in there who don't know what they're doing, you're doing a disservice to the community. So um, I'm hoping that maybe the attorney general or I'm hoping that the media picks up on this. And I'm hoping that we get out there and make enough noise about it so that the state decides to make some kind of change or, or you know, rectify it in some way. But that's the best we could hope for, you know? Yeah. And, you know, it's unfortunate that the people who have been, you know, loudest and most vocal in this community or some, a couple of them, meaning like me and Lou, um, really can't be out here, like, speaking a lot about it because, you know, of things that could be pending. So, right, goodness. <laughs> You know, and I, I, I know we have some, a few allies here, you know, but again, what I said in the beginning, like, it just is so unfortunate that we're so fractured that I, as a community, as a cannabis community, that I don't even well know I, how. <laughs> I look at it this way, Kira. The people who are listening to this show in this broadcast actually like this show in this broadcast. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I think, the you know, this you know, our audience itself is, is, is friendly and it hasn't really changed. Mm -hmm. And so that's what we have to remember. We have a good core audience, people who know us. Yeah. (laughs) 
you know, I understand. I went through that same thing, but I've, I'm not going to stop. You know what I mean? I like doing yeah. it. Yeah, I no, I, I'm not going to stop. And I wouldn't stop. You know, I'm just saying, like, legally, there are things that we can't right. do. Like, that right. we would love for our community to have our back and, and you know, do. That's, that's what I'm saying. But, I, right. you know, it's because we're not going to be able to to be the voices on this fight because we're not going to be able to be like talking about something that's pending yeah, yeah you can yeah you can yeah. i understand that you know and yes. uh, but i do know that it's it's not an ideal situation for anybody involved except the people except the people who got them but <laughs> yeah. well and then for some of them i think you know it, it's gonna be reality too because like some people don't necessarily have the funding and i've heard i've been reaching out looking for funding and you and according to everything i know about the legislation which i'm learning new things all the time but according to everything i know you know um <laughs> you're not able to add backers after the fact Right. So, you know, uh, I think people are already learning. So some of these people might not get to through phase two. Yeah, right. Right. The, the, the second phase. So that's true. Yeah. A few people might fall off, fall to the wayside. And in that case, they would probably go back to the original applicants to replace them. Right. Well, I mean, I don't see why they would have to do that. I mean, we've carried a, the cannabis program medical cannabis program with four growers you know in the past so i don't think yeah. losing one would necessarily mean they have to replace them but i do think that um it it could potentially be the beginning of a conversation to maybe further review right some applications you know i'm not sure right right well we're gonna have to see how it all works out but um you know, the Social Equity Council has a lot of authority. You know, they don't have any bylaws in place. So as of yet, so they're just using Robert's rules of engagement, which mm -hmm. allows for previously voted on, um, you know, issues or whatever to be recalled and revoted by way of someone making a motion, you know, so it's there. They have and they have that power, to, the power to do so. Okay. Well, good. Let's see what happens next meeting. Should that one should be an interesting one. So, <laughs> all right. Well, I want to get into our guest then. Let's bring him on. I've been kind of looking forward to talking to this gentleman. Um, on the line with us, we have Mark Matthew Bronstein. And Mark served as Connecticut's poster child for medicinal marijuana. From 1997 until its passage into law in 2012, he testified at person uh, in the public hearings at seven of the eight times that the medical marijuana bill was considered. He has written many guest editorials in support of medical marijuana and recreational cannabis in publications such as the Hartford Current, Connecticut Post, New Haven Register, Connecticut Magazine, and many other recognized outlets. Into, in addition to his five previous books about health, health food, and drugs, his latest book, Mindful Marijuana Smoking, Health Tips for Cannabis Smokers, about how to use in cannabis in ways that reduce the health risks of smoking. Because the way most of us take a hit of pot needlessly takes a hit on our health.
So, Mark, how are you today, my friend? I'm glad to to talk with you and meet you. You're one of the original guys who helped get the medical marijuana program in, huh? In 1997, I was the first because the front page of the Sunday editorial of Hartford Courant is what started me on that path. My editorial. Yeah. Yeah. And and what was that about? That was about the medical uses of cannabis. Hold on. Okay. I should have had it out. That's okay. Even a year or two later, people remembered the illustration that was accompanying it. Front page of the Sunday editorial section. Marijuana. Well, we all know that. Correct. Wow. And I like that medicine cabinet. Very yeah. cool. <laughs> and of course, in the mirror, you see the cops tapping on the window. On the window, right. Marijuana leaf in the Did medicine. Did you draw that? No, the Hartford Courant commissioned it just for the article. Oh, so. That's very cool. All right. So it that started cool. me on my path. And they wrote that about you? No, I wrote the article. I wrote the article. Oh, okay. Because you had already been using medical marijuana in 1997. I've been paraplegic since 1990. I've been using it medicinally since 1990. Of course, wow. I was using it recreationally Before, since yeah. I was a high school teenager, which was 1967. So, so my use. Wow, you beat me out. <laughs> so my use is medicinal for below the waist and recreational above. Your hybrid user, I guess they would yes, call that. Exactly. So. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I like that one. Yeah, I love that one. So, Mark, um, that's very cool. And then, of course, obviously, once medical marijuana started to be coming more to the forefront, um, it, it was kind of just like a natural fit for you to come in and try and help, uh, you know, help the cause to make the state make it legal and all that. Sure. And of course. Um, my ultimate goal, as it was of all the other people involved, especially organizations such as MPP and Normal, was, you know, medical marijuana was just the wedge issue, the foot in the door. Right. Our ultimate goal was complete legalization for all recreational. And that's exactly the steps that have occurred in every state that's happened. So Yeah. Oh, that's just like the blueprint. Medical first, then recreation. Right. 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 No, I know. Uh, yeah, but that's great. And uh, we, we thank you very much for, uh, you know, all the uh, all the effort that you guys put in. I know that was a long fight. And I know the fight for legalization was quite a long fight as well. So so that's great. All right. So um, uh, you said now here you also I noticed that you have written five books, not just this latest one. Mm-hmm. this this six book so you're you've got a very versatile you know um array of different things that you know about so yes. these yes so you do ve- vegetarianism veganism but also growing sprouts and microgreens and things like that you've listed them all almost almost yeah. all. <laughs> how did you get into that was this just something that kind of happened uh over the years you know, um, changing to the vegetarian diet and, and all those kind of things. My vegetarianism in 1966 at the age of 15 was specifically for the health of the animals. Mm-hmm. Then with the passing years, I realized I was probably the healthier for it as well. So it's become, you know, both reasons. My first book, which came out, was actually the first book 
to espouse veganism. And when it was published in 1981, no one knew the word vegan, not even vegetarians knew the word or its tenets. So it was called radical vegetarianism for that reason. So, and then Sprouting was my next book and Microgreens, the third book, because it's all logically steps, you know, mm -hmm. of I think a more healthful diet, just cutting out meat is not enough. It has to be veering toward the more wholesome foods, just like I consume cannabis in its wholesome way, which is as an herb, not as That's a right. derivative, not as a concentrate, but as an herb, just the way it grows in nature. Yeah. Well, yeah, we'll talk about that a little bit more, but I just wanted to get some background. Yeah. I mean, obviously the big focus is on your new book, mm -hmm. which is mindful marijuana, medical, mindful marijuana smoking. And um, I'm wondering what brought you to bring the book? What, what, you know, what inspired you to, you know, write an entire book about like really how to smoke, how to use marijuana in a more medical way? Um, as you can guess, my lifestyle and diet both have been very health oriented. I mean, I, before my accident and from diving accident in 1990, I was a mile swimmer. I was a half marathon runner. Okay mostly raw foods, all whole foods. So the only dietary or lifestyle indiscretion of which I was guilty, you know, quotes on that word guilty, was my use of cannabis, my smoking cannabis. So I was very sensitive about that issue. And I knew that there had to be better ways of smoking. Of course, it's better than not to, it's better to not smoke at all. You can consume it in other ways now because it's all legally available for you know, almost everyone, um, I mean, for everyone who's a medical patient in Connecticut from the dispensaries, but really anyone who knows someone else who wants to get it for them, it's all basically available. You just go to Massachusetts to get the non-smokables if you wanted to follow that path. But in my case, I still preferred smoking. I still preferred the high of smoking compared to all of the methods of ingestion. So I sought ways of making smoking less unhealthy for me and therefore in, in turn for others. And it all began from an article 30 years ago, California chapter of normal put out a brochure. It was a 38 page photocopied staple bound brochure. It was called health tips for pot smokers. It was mostly about the, health risks. And it was four pages about how to minimize those health risks. And that was, remember, 30 years ago, I had right. to send that through the mail. There was no internet back then, okay? Send my $5 check in the mail for yeah. that. And over the course of many years, you know, I, I started taking my own notes on the subject. Everything I was reading research-wise and started accumulating notes. And I ended up writing an article, which was a um, great expansion of that, and of course, updating. And that came out about um, 15 years ago in a medical marijuana journal, which was an international base when based in Canada, it was called Treating Yourself. Mm -hmm. And they published the article as um, a full length article of really, it was about 8,000 words, which is pretty long for an article in the magazine. Okay. Um, and so that was great. But you know, a magazine is issued a month later, it's forgotten, right? 
Right, right. So about six years ago, I expanded it and updated it, and that appeared in a holistic health, health journal, not a marijuana journal, a holistic health journal, which was New England-based. And at the time, um, Massachusetts was just on the verge of legalizing recreational, but yet this holistic health magazine published my expanded article on health tips for cannabis smokers. So that became another another stage. But a book is a little more enduring than a magazine article that disappears a month later when the new issue is out. You know, if you're lucky, a book lasts around two or three years. And if you you write a classic, it lasts for 10 years. <laughs> so, so my point was to put it out there in a more enduring form, as you now know. So, Right, right. Okay. So, um, well, Tell us a few ways that we can okay. smoke marijuana more of mindfully. <laughs> the, the first and most important, and it's the first chapter, so people read no, nothing further, they can get it there. And you're going to think that this is totally wacko, counterintuitive, but it's really the easiest thing to follow, and it's probably the most important, okay? And that is not, and, it, and it's, it's easiest, because you don't have to do anything more than what you're already doing. You have to do something less. And that is when you inhale, you don't hold it in. You inhale and you exhale. Basically, like cigarette smokers smoke cigarettes, okay? Because all of us, when we were first taught it by our mentor or by our shaman, you know, hold it in. <laughs> and what happens when you hold it in? First of all, you usually end up coughing. You cough on the hold. All right. All right. That's not the point, though. The point is cannabinoids are fat soluble. Tars and ash are not. When you breathe into your lungs, the cannabinoids and the terpenes coat the cilia and the alveoli, the very delicate inner linings of the lungs. And that's how you bring in the oxygen through the lung cells. The cannabinoids just hitchhike with the oxygen. So they immediately are absorbed by the inner linings. But any further you keep it in your lungs, you're only causing yourself to absorb more tar and more ash. And this has been proven scientifically in the 1990s. There were a series of experiments where you know, the men in the white coats, and probably all men, were you know, having their test subjects. And they were finding out that, yes, you do not need to hold it in. And I tell this to people. And who follow my, you know, my uh, directives and who tried it out, they all agreed you don't have to hold it in. And if you don't believe it because you've been holding it in all your life, then my suggestion is measure out two same quantities of your favorite stash, smoke one you usually weigh, usual way, wait a day or two, clear your head. I mean, I only smoke once every two days, okay? So I like to clear my head. If I smoke more than once in, in the same day, I don't get high anyway. I smoke once every day, I get a little bit high the second day, you know, but not really much. It's the second two days I find is perfect for me in terms of the high. And it also expresses the spasms of spinal cord injury just once every two days for me. Mm. So wait two days. Try now not inhaling it and see if you get just as high. And I can guarantee you that you will find you will get just as high, not holding it in. Okay, so that's the easiest one, and that's the most important one. That's chapter one of the book. Okay, 
So, okay. All right. So holding it in is a wives' tale. That's a myth. Absolutely. Absolutely. It myth. comes from no place. And as I mentioned, you can look them up. And in my book, I have all the bibliographic references, all citations. And you don't have to buy my book. You can go to my website for the page of Mindful Marijuana Smoking. I give the complete bibliography as a PDF where you can click on all of the links, like for chapter one, all the scientific experiments that were done in the 1990s. You can then go to those to all of the documentation and read it yourself online without having to buy the book. Okay. Oh, you okay? Great, great, okay. great, great. Okay, so right. so 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 rule number one. Yeah, don't hold it in. Take a quick hit. Right in like exactly. you would a cigarette. Okay. Exactly the same. Okay. All right. What's another good one? Number two, and in, in, we're talking, you know, in order of, of importance. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. 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 I'm down. Number two is the ignition. People yeah. just somehow never give a thought to inhaling that butane fumes from that lighter, or even worse, the match head is like the most toxic thing possible. The a match has like potassium, phosphorus, sulfur, percolates. Percolates are what are used in explosives, in fireworks, and and um, and fuel um, uh, and and jet fuels, or missile fuels. Okay, so all those things are in a strike anywhere match head, and you strike that, and you can smell it no matter how far you keep it away from your arm. Mm -hmm. If you're smelling it, then you're breathing it. Strike anywhere are so stinky, they even stink just sitting there in the box. So you don't want to do those. You want to at least use a match that you were called safety matches. It's called safety for the reason that those five that those five elements I just mentioned, they're separated. Two are on the strip, the striking strip, and three are in the match head. So you're only igniting three of them. So that's three-fifths less two-fifths less than you're actually going to end up breathing. So people still strike a match, and they still bring it right to their joint or to their pipe, and they're still ending up inhaling directly from that match or that butane fuel, okay? So at least if you're going to do that, you could – I've never seen any cigarette smokers do it, but a cigarette smoker potentially could use a lighter because a match you need two hands. You can use a lighter, hold it far away, light the cigarette or the joint, and then bring it to your mouth. Keep that far away, that lighter, okay? Because butane fumes, if you've ever read the warning labels, and by the way, this was given to me as a freebie from Theraplant. Oh, how oh. nice of them. <laughs> oh, gee, here's some butane to go with our horrible yeah. weed. <laughs> exactly. Here's, yeah, I want some mold with your butane? No. <laughs> <laughs> Good point, All right? So if you read the warning labels, the first one, number one is keep, do, do not ignite near face. <laughs> well, you okay. tell me where everybody ignites it, right? Now, you can do that with a joint far away, hand, you know, at least arm length. It's not possible to use a regular butane lighter on a pipe because you can't turn it sideways or upside down. The flame goes out. Right. And that's even worse because then you're admitting butane fumes, which are not combusted. And that's even more toxic. Little kitties get high on just the butane fumes without combusting it, just by you know, clicking on the lever without doing the thumb. I on used the to do it. Okay. You used to get high on that. 
Yeah, you hold one side of your nose and you do the. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. I know how to do that. Okay. <laughs> Highly toxic. Highly toxic. All right. If you don't die immediately, which some people have died immediately from that, you know, you have long term toxic effects of liver and lung lung diseases. Okay. Oh, Not wow. to mention the brain cells. Oh. All right. So, okay. Butane is risk very risky, but at least make sure you're igniting it because that's less less risk risky than the non-combustion fuel. Better than this because this also has a the flywheel. It's called flint. It's actually it used to be flint. Now it's ferroceranium, cerium, and you're causing a very very minute microscopic cloud of the particles mm -hmm. in the air. You do do that next to your mouth. You're actually inhaling that too. So if you're going to use a lighter, better still than regular cheap old butane lighters, which, you know, like they give them away, right? Yeah. Plus like, you know, 50 or 69 cents, at least get a. Uh, oh, okay. All right. These are torch lighters, more technically called piezo lighters, because those you can turn upside down to smoke. Right. Use on your, on your, your bowl or sideways. Okay. And these, of course, are refillable, so you know you don't have to spend much more money than that first uh, cost of the piezo. But right. even better, a lot of people not familiar with these. It's fairly recent, fairly new. Are flameless lighters? Oh, They're I've also, seen them. Yeah. Okay. They're also called um, Tesla lighters, USB lighters because you charge them on USB. Okay. Plasma lighters, arc lighters i'm going to try to bring it right to my monitor maybe you could see what i want to show is do you see that yes that i spark? see the spark oh yeah that's exactly. cool yeah, yeah okay yeah, i see that that's four electrodes and that's two electrodes in one direction and the other two in the other that's the the, the cross you saw it this has got six electrodes this one it makes oh, like wow, okay. a star, okay? These are basically fumeless. So they're like electronic lighters. Exactly. These are yeah. electrodes. Exactly. They're little bolts of huh. light in between the electrodes. They don't really emit much of a, um, uh, it's very, very faint odor. There's no flame, but you put your joint to it or you upside down into the bowl of your pipe and it ignites the cannabis okay? right now these cost maybe 15 20 dollars they don't last very long you know they're internal batteries they eventually die they don't keep the charge you have to end up replacing these every so often it's a, it's a technology in its infancy they are getting better you know like this one is larger because it's six the electrodes six, so right it has those three dancing flames, the dancing um, you know, electrodes. This one is only two. It's a smaller one. How about those hemp wicks? Ah, I can't recommend them. It's a great idea. I mean, hemp, great. And there's beeswax coated. That's mm -hmm. probably pretty good in terms of things. But number one, you're still putting it right to your pipe to ignite that. Unless, of course, it's your joint and it's far mm -hmm. away, right? But Damn, I've tried them. I mean, I, I'm maybe very paranoid, but I can't relax thinking that that hemp wick is still burning 
and that whole spool can very easily right. catch fire if I'm not paying attention to it. I so, also find it hard to handle, like exactly hard to manipulate, because, you know, and you're afraid that things are going to drop the little it, uh, pieces. It's the, yeah, yeah, it's the same thing as trying to light it with a butane lighter. The flames only go up, not sideways or down. Yeah. Okay? So, yeah, I do not recommend them. Yeah. Here's what I do recommend. It's age old. It's as cheap as can be. All right. You light a candle. All right. You keep the end candle at arm's length because you don't want to breathe the fumes, preferably beeswax or vegetable oil based. Usually it's coconut. All right. Definitely not paraffin, which is petroleum distillate, the cheapest mm. ones. Right. So you light a candle. You can light your joint from the candle arm's length. But how would you light a pipe with it? The candle is the same thing. The flame only goes up. Oh, Flat toothpick. Oh, okay. Right? Flat toothpicks, much better than round toothpicks. Light your flat toothpick in the flame of the candle. Bring your flat toothpick to the bowl of the pipe or just put your joint in the candle's flame. And it's all arm's length. You don't smell the candle. You're not breathing its fumes. The important thing is if you're smelling it, then you're breathing it. All right. Right, right, all right. right, right. That's number two. Okay. okay. Number three. All right. Rolling papers, joints. Yes. By all means, if you're going to do rolling papers, and remember, you know, that's an extra toxic load. It's not going to get you high, even if it's made with hemp. Okay. Mm -hmm. Even if it's organically grown, it's still not going to get you high. It's not going to medicate you. It's it's the stalk. It's not the leaves. It's not the flower of the hemp. But if you're going to use flower um, paper, by all means, you want organically grown because all the other ones are treated like, for instance, cigarette papers are treated that are, that cigarettes are rolled in are treated specifically to regulate the burn, either mm -hmm. to slow it down or to speed it up, depending on, on what's wanted. And those are all chemicals. So you want un, untreated, okay? No bleach, just organically grown, fine. But I say, why, why bother using rolling papers when you can do away with it and go just directly to a pipe? where you don't need to inhale the rolling paper, all right? But one good thing, though, is if you're going to use a joint, forget about filter tips, and they come all kinds of filter tips are available. Mm -hmm. you know, the thing about cigarettes with filter tips, you know, the cigarette manufacturers will advertise 13% less tar is filtered in, right? What they don't tell you is just as the tips filter out the tar, they also filter out the nicotine. Mm -hmm. And the same thing goes with cannabis. Just as a filter tip might filter out the tar, it will also filter out the cannabinoids. Mm -hmm. So you're really ending up having to smoke more. Right. All right. So cigarette manufacturers love it because the filter tips cost less money for them than does does he use less tobacco, tobacco all right all right. right and of course i haven't seen it yet here maybe in connecticut maybe they're available elsewhere but pre-rolls with filter tips you know that those filter tips cost much less than any cannabis is going to cost you so sure they want you to buy their filter tip rolls okay i've seen the hemp cigarettes 
uh, with the like the filters, like regular fiberglass filters or whatever they're made of now. But yeah, 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 with the regular, you know, like cotton looking filters. I've seen hemp ones. Mm-hmm. I have seen pictures. I've never seen them in a dispensary, but out in Colorado where they are selling joints yeah. that look like cigarettes right with right. the filter like they were a marlboro or something the, so the filters yeah the filters in cigarettes are generally cellulose acetate and the cellulose right. sounds great but the acetate is acetate not great that part. cancels it out they're really plastic they're yeah new plastic well yeah so you're not only getting your your tobacco or cannabis you're inhaling some plastic a little You're bit healing a little cellulose you know yeah. you know just you know what the heck right <laughs> so you recommend really like a pipe yeah would be the or one hitter like actually right probably the most efficient would be a one hitter right no well oh. efficient no okay okay maybe efficient but not the most healthful all right oh, okay. what's good about a pipe it cools down the hot and scratchy smoke, mm-hmm. right? The the shaft of that pipe. Okay, so oh, there you go. That'll <laughs> cool it. Okay, that's like the Native Americans use, all right. Oh well, the ones that you might find sold in the head shops, let's say, right? Yeah. Well, these are conversation pieces because right. I can take it apart here, right. I can take it apart here. Oh, and put it together as a small pipe. But oh. how am I going to be able to clean that when it starts clogging here? Right. In there. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they're just conversation pieces. You end up looking at them and having conversation saying how much you wish you could use them again. Yeah, That's because stuff. you only use them for a little while until right. they got so clogged. Those, right. You have to have a segmented pipe. Like, for instance, a little bit smaller. This is a, a drumstick, which was hollowed out. Oh, cool. Right. And it's segmented so that my pipe cleaners can fit in and you get longer pipes right. than usual, get them a foot long. So my pipe cleaners can fit in or skewers can get in and out. The bowl needs to be able to be detachable from the stem because that clogs you know, very easily too. All right. right. So this, I've had this for 31 years. And this is what I've used all the time and when people smoke from this with me they always take in so much because they don't feel it because it's all cool and smoke is bad because it's dry and it's hot bad for your right lung, bad for your throat right. bad for your mouth but by the time this gets to your mouth you don't feel the heat right. so people end up inhaling so much because they don't feel anything come in and they end up always coughing it out they never listen to me when i tell them you've had enough stop okay well that's like a bong hit you know you the bong hits look so giant yeah but the reason they're so giant is because they're cooled yeah so you could take in more they cool down the water cools down the smoke yeah. yes yeah absolutely yeah okay. so it makes it look like you're getting and you can take a bigger hit because right. they're cooled right. down yeah okay. so absolutely so that's very cool so um now mark how do you you know we're getting close to the end here we yeah. got about five minutes left yeah. i see that you are appearing at the hemp fest on Correct. august the third coming hemp up stock. next hemp, hemp stock, stock coming yep. up august the third what are you going saturday the sixth Saturday the 6th, what are you going to be talking about up there? Exactly this, but yeah. with more time involved. Right, right, and yeah. With, 
And with give and take question and answer oh, with cool. the audience. So well, and, you anyway, know, and yeah. also hands-on experience, you know. <laughs> right. That there, that's right. I see that you also grow. So you I mean, you know, uh you definitely know this, the value. I harvested this 10 days ago. Oh, beautiful. Look this at this. This is autoflower. Right. All right. And I had it growing at an angle so that it kept it short. So this was straightening up at the angle. Mm. This was just one of the colors on the several colors on it. So cool. So, and it's very still dry. <laughs> yeah. So. so, yeah, I know uh, I'm looking forward to that event, Hempstock. Um, so how do the people get the book? Uh, your website, I know you said Amazon. Okay. Um, it's available is... from all online booksellers. Okay. Here's my. Oh, there you go. MarkBronstein.org. Hold it up a little bit so we can see that. Do you have it? Okay. Very good. Okay. And where do they find you on social media? Um, I'm on um, Instagram. You're on Instagram under yeah. Mark Bronstein. And I know Mark Mindful. Matthew Bronstein on Instagram and also Mindful MJ Smoking Dang. on Instagram. Right, right, right. But my website will get you. To both places right and i know you also have a youtube page you put out some videos on youtube uh yep, yep. so that's very very cool so let's before we we let you go let's go over the three that you did give us one don't hold it in you right. don't need to hold it in right, right. okay two stay away uh make the ignition is very important no yeah. butane Try to stay away from the sulfur of matches. Yep. And if possible, use an electronic lighter yep. Yep. or the lighter, like uh, what they call a torch lighter. Yep. Oh, I wanted to ask you, what about a Zippo? Uh, it's still, instead of instead of butane, it's naphthalm. It's, so okay, it's still the same principle. Okay, so and it's still going to be that micro dust cloud of the ferrocilium that you're creating. Okay. So, so, yeah, you're basically just trying to protect your lungs as much as yeah. possible because realistically, active combustion itself is already like one strike against the health compared to vaping it. You know exactly what I'm so. saying? Yeah. yeah. So you want to make that as, uh, you know, less toxic as possible as much as you can. And then number three is the vessel. Try to avoid papers use a pipe mm -hmm. and make sure you have a pipe that cools the smoke. Yep. Right. Yep. And the you longer the stem, the cooler the smoke. Yep. Right. And do you recommend water pipes and bongs? Here's the thing. Um, there was research done on water pipes, but only until about 20 years ago. And 20 years ago is when vaporizers first came onto the scene and all the research has then been redirected to vaporizers. But at that point, 20 years ago was being found was you know how stinky that water isn't when you, oh, yeah, you have to change it every damn time at least you know maybe yeah. even twice in the same smoking in between session. the sesh right yeah. <laughs> the problem with that is well that that's really stinky you know you're doing yourself a favor because that's not in your lungs mm. but the problem is yes it captures the tar and it captures all of the ash but it also captures ash. cannabinoids right so you, you said that before right and you end up smoking more once again. Yeah. So it's right. not. So the big hits are deceiving. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Okay. So try to use a pipe. Keep it clean. That's obvious. 
and yeah. one that is segmented that you could take so you apart so yeah. you don't have to yes yeah, so you can clean it and and with the longer stem as possible and there are many many more tips in the book yeah. right yes of course and very very cool Are you appearing anywhere else besides uh hemstock because there's right always now, new the events thing. coming around in connecticut yeah yeah i'm very pleased that i what i see the different types of events that are coming around in the community around cannabis so mm -hmm. uh, i'm very impressed and uh, again i want to thank you for your activism in the very very beginning i'm surprised our paths haven't crossed out there somewhere on the roads but i'm sure they will Hempstock, we'll, we will. Okay. And one more time, your website. MarkBronstein.org. Org for then, organic. Okay, right on. And right. that's Mindful Marijuana Smoking. Right. And, and also the YouTube uh, is called Health Tips for Cannabis Smokers. Okay. Just look it up by that. Very, very cool. And you can, you can get a lot more tips than what we talked yeah. about today in the book. Exactly. There were eight you on know. the YouTube. Today was okay. only three. Yeah. All right. Very, very good. I wish we could have had you on longer, but you know, this was a pleasure, a great interview. And I, and I feel like I learned something today and I hope our listeners did. So again, thank you All very right. much, Mark. And we will see you there out there on the road, Harry, we are ready to go. You can follow me uh, on Joe, the weed guy on both Instagram and Facebook and Greenhaven Media on both Instagram and Facebook. Check us out on YouTube as well. Uh, and thanks again. We'll see you next week. Mark, thanks again. All right, have a great day, everyone. I was going to clean my room until I got high. <laughs> I was going to get up and find the broom, but then I got high. My room is still messed up. And I know why, why man? Yeah, cause I got high, because I got high, because I got high. I was gonna go to class before Mark, I got take high. care, my friend. I could have cheated and I could have passed, but I got high. I'm taking it next semester, and I know why, why man? Yeah, cause I got high. Because I got high, because I got high. Go to the next, go to the next, go to the next. Uh, I was gonna go to court yeah. before I got high. Uh, I was gonna pay my child support, but then I got high. No, you wasn't. Uh, they took my whole paycheck, and I know why. Why, man? Yeah, hey, cause I got high, because I got high, because I got high. Gonna run from the cops, but I was high. Uh, I'm serious, man. I was gonna pull right over and stop, but I was high. Uh, <laughs> now I'm a paraplegic, and I know why. Why, man? Yeah, because I got high. Because I got high. Because I got high.